Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. My name is Caleb Hires, and this is part five of our Dependenceville series, talking through what it is like to celebrate our dependence upon God. I've written the book Living in Dependenceville, and you can find that at dependenceville.com or amazon.com. Search that Living in Dependenceville title or just Dependenceville uh, to read the entire book. But during this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the concepts, and we are moving on today to the economy. Every developed nation on the earth has a system of education, a military, and an economy, so on and so forth. So in Dependenceville, there's an amazing dynamic to the the economy, and it's actually a monopoly. Dependenceville actually has a monopoly on an export. It's the hallmark of the people that live in Dependenceville. And if you think of a nation with a monopoly, it's amazing. People travel all around the world just to go to that one place to get this one good or service. And in Dependenceville, the testimony of the miracle-working God that they know personally is the hallmark. It's the testimony, the export, the one-of-a-kind good that the people of Dependenceville experience unlike anyone else, anywhere else. And so we want to talk about that today, what the testimony means and how that works within the halls of Dependenceville, what it looks like, what it looks like to be a person that carries a testimony. So I want to read you a verse. It's out of Psalm 78, 9 through 11, and it says, the Ephraimites armed with the bow, turned back on the day of battle. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. And that's talking about, obviously, the works and wonders of God, pulling them uh, out of Egypt and all the amazing miracle acts of God towards the people of Israel. And the interesting thing about this situation is, though the Ephraimites, a tribe of Israel, they were armed. They were ready. They were ready for battle. They still turned back. Why? Because they forgot the works of their God. They forgot the wonders that He had shown them. And that is the key. The key to staying in a place of dependence is to never forget the works and wonders of God. I'm going to say that again because it's really good. The key to staying in a place of dependence is to never forget the works and wonders of God. We have to remember what He's done. And when we, when we choose to forget and when we just let it go on the wayside and let it go into the halls of our memory, it's really saying we're not, we're not very impressed anymore. We're not satisfied with the Lord's provision. You know, the Israelites, it says they ate the bread of angels in the wilderness. That's also in Psalm 78. And they still complained. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. There's just got to be a satisfaction and a contentedness in the works and wonders of God in our life. And that's going to keep you in that place of dependence. But if we forget what He has done for us, we're actually setting ourselves up for failure when the battles come. You know, when a battle comes, it's not the time to prepare for battle. You have to be prepared before it comes. You know, you can't just expect to get battle ready when the enemy is attacking. That will never work. That's a bad plan. And some of you have experienced that in your own life where you have just been overwhelmed with uh, disaster. And the reality of the overwhelming was due to the lack of preparation. And the lack of preparation in Dependenceville looks like forgetting the testimony. 
And so I, wanted, I really want this to encourage you today that you should be writing down the testimony when God does something amazing, big or small in your eyes, you should write it down. You should make an account, make it plain, put it down on paper or just, you know, take a note in your phone. I have a note, a note in my phone that has just a list of miracle testimonies I've seen and I, I often refer to it. It's so that I'm prepared for battle when the enemy comes attacking because how many know that our war is not against flesh and blood but against principalities, spiritual powers, in the heavenly realms. So there is a struggle going on. The struggle is we're here to enforce the victory of the cross. And you can't enforce the victory of the cross if you forget what the cross has done. You cannot forget the testimony of God. Even when we are going through those things, you know, we're, we're encouraged in James 1, 2 to count trials and everything like that as pure joy. Count it all joy. Well, here's the truth. You can't expect to count it all joy if you forgot the joy of yesterday. You cannot expect to count your trial as joy if you forgot the actual joy of yesterday. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you forget the amazing joy-producing works of God, how can you expect to count your trials as joy? There's a connection there with remembering the testimony. And we have to be able to uh, hold ourselves to those things and tie those testimonies to our hearts so that when things get tough, because Jesus even promised you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So when those things happen, not if, but when, we're prepared beforehand. And you're actually prophesying when you're telling the testimony that God is going to do those things again. Revelation says that, you know, the uh, testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When you when you talk about what God has done, you're actually saying, do it again. You're prophesying that God will do what He's already done when we sh- when you share that testimony. And so the question becomes, how can you testify about things you've forgotten? Really, that's a great question. How are we going to testify about things that we've forgotten? So the testimonies are hallmarks of those living in Dependenceville. They're actually heard in every grocery store and exchanged in every home. They're, over, they're talked about over every meal and conversation. They are the glasses that hold the wine, the chairs that seat the elders. They're the rugs that wipe the dirt from the street. They're the product of this wonderful town known for its amazing, supernatural, wonder-working God. And the people, the people of the city flourish on the day of battle because they remember They remember, you know, a city is not a building, a a collection of buildings and, you know, apartment complexes and banks and, and restaurants. No, the city is the people. The people of God are the city of God. You know, we are the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem is actually called the church, the church, our mother, which is the new Jerusalem. So the people is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the defenses. I'm not talking about, you know, the the walls of the city. I'm talking about the people who stand up and raise a standard and say, no, 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 devil, you ain't coming in here. I have a testimony. I have a testimony. Let me remind you of all the times you've been defeated before this moment. That is a powerful posture to take. And so you can simply speak the testimony and watch mountains melt like wax before you. It's an amazing spiritual reality. It really is. So just like any nation with a monopoly, like I spoke earlier on any type of product, you know, it's it draws people to you. And this export is exclusive to the nation that is submitted to the living God who works miracles among them. You know, this people, this dependenceville people draw other men to them, other people to them just by the sheer reputation of the city. Oh, those people over there. God has done something for them. We see that through scripture constantly. 
And so if, if you're not a person carrying the testimony, then you're turning back from the fight instead of pressing forward with a promise. And, you know, those who turn back from the fight, they, they end up barren. When you press forward with a promise, you see fruit. But when you turn back from a fight, instead of pressing forward with a promise, you will end up barren. That's the reality of it. That's the Ephraimites armed with the bow, turned back in the day of battle because they forgot the works of their God. Whoa, let's not be those people. Let's remember. Remember, this is the key to staying in a place of dependence. I actually want to share with you a testimony. It's in the book. I'm going to read it to you. It's an amazing testimony of a time where a battle, a physical battle, almost broke out in my life. Here it is. I once was with a group of Jesus-loving radicals in a rough part of my town. We were actually there on Halloween night to bring some life and love into the city. Our mission was simple. We're going to find people to love and talk to them about Jesus. There was a certain expectation among us, and we went joyfully into the hustle of the rambunctious and perverse atmosphere. As I attempted to walk through the town, a middle-aged woman stood out to me, and she looked quite out of her element in this teen-infested mayhem, so I stepped onto her path. I looked up to see a very angry man standing on a step above me. He had actually stepped into my path as I walked towards her. He had a drink in his hand. He was looking for a fight, and I was the chosen one. He looked me straight in the eyes and snarled, Are you a Christian? Out of nowhere. It was crazy. I was confused because I hadn't done anything overtly Christian up to this point. I was just walking around. But I responded to his question nevertheless and said, Yes, I am. And so through a a barrage of expletives and harsh words, he continued on quickly saying, whatever, man, if I punch you in the face right now, you won't be a Christian for very long. And I was beginning to wonder if I was actually going to get punched in the face. I said, well, I don't think that would change anything. And the man switched his drink into his left hand and made a fist with his right. At this point, I was deciding on which side of my face I would rather be punched and internally bracing for the impact. Then the young man said, if I knock you down right now, there is no way you're going to get up and say you love me. I waited a few seconds and I responded, yeah, I would. I said it in the calmest and most non-abrasive way I could, even though on the inside I'm freaking out. He stared at me for a few seconds and said, okay, and then relaxed his fist and took a drink. I began to have a conversation with him and we talked for about 20 minutes. He told me all about his life and how he loved to fight. I just listened to him and gave him my undivided attention. When we said goodbye, he said the most remarkable and heartbreaking thing to me. He sighed, you know, man, if more Christians were like you, I wouldn't have such a problem with them. This kid simply wanted to be heard. His entire demeanor shifted over the course of a few minutes because I responded with a kind word. A kind word actually turns away wrath. I honored him by listening, despite his initial aggression and offensive behavior. The Lord worked through me to show his his love to a guy who didn't know anything other than turmoil. Jesus honored him, and a kind word indeed turned away wrath. There are many testimonies like this in Dependenceville because the people of this town, they know how to honor all people who walk in their path. That's actually 1 Peter 2.17. It says, Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Let's just focus on those first few words, honor everyone. Wow. So it starts with us honoring God 
for what he has done in our lives and delivering us and saving us, rescuing us time and time again. But that honoring of the Lord should outflow to honoring people, everyone, not just believers, not just those in authority over us, but honor all men, 1 Peter 2.17 says. So that's a little glimpse into the economy of dependence and what it's like to operate in the economy through the testimony. So I hope that this podcast encouraged you today and I pray that you would just seek the Lord for remembering those things, even the things you've forgotten. Ask Him to bring them to your remembrance and write them down today. Even spend just 10 minutes writing down two things you've seen God do for you in the last year. We're coming to the end of the year and everyone usually looks forward into the next year. Take a moment and look backwards and just testify of the goodness of the Lord, even if it's just writing it down for your own sake, because that's going to prepare you for the day of battle. I promise you, it will equip you. So bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening today to the podcast. Go to dependenceville.com or to calebhires.com for more resources like this, for videos on YouTube, teaching, and the like. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.